<laughs> and that's and that's when he said Lawrence Fox is to politics what Lawrence Fox is to acting. <laughs> oh, saw, which is, you know, accurate. I saw a great tweet uh, the other day uh, that Lawrence Fox is the poster boy for getting therapy after a divorce. Oh yes, <laughs> he's, he's so, like the man is so divorced right now. Yeah, I saw one that said, um, despite only you know, despite uh, having been divorced many less times than other people have been in the history of the world, he is somehow the most divorced man mm. ever. Uh, my favorite yeah. scene is, uh, is he's, he's uh, 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 Tommy Robinson. If you'd bought him in Waitrose, <laughs> <laughs> Keeks described him last night as a sentient flip flop. Oh, 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 that's good. Oh, that's good. Which, uh, wait, yeah, that is good. Um, oh, one that's been oh. lost down the back of like someone's <laughs> garage for a while because it's yeah, oh, just yeah. lengthening and growing fur. Um, still has some of that crusty skin on it from the last holiday. Yeah, no one washed it off before they uh before they took it, when they took it out of the suitcase. Yeah, no one wants. That's no him. one. It's flip flop that no one wants. Speaking of things that no one wants, it's the big damn cast. Segways as smooth as peanut butter. Oh, oh yes, I like my peanut butter crunchy, just like I like my podcasts. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna say just like I like my women. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hello, Christopher. <laughs> Hello, Madstafa. How are you doing, sweet baby I'm boy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm uh, feeling very punchy today. Uh, have you had a trim? You tell. It's I'm, looking, been... I'm looking. For those who don't are wondering, we're still recording this remotely. It's been over a year now. This yeah. show has been recorded through a screen, and and it always surprises me when Matt appears with a slight facial or hair change because it throws me off. Mm. I get really confused by it. I'm not. I'm not prepared for it. Mm. It, have you had a trim? Uh, n- no, not for a couple of weeks. I, I had a little haircut before I went for my last job interview. Ah. Um, but it's starting to grow out and kiss curl a bit now. Oh, uh, that's so I've got why. I've a bit of a mohawk cow look. Yeah. And my, beard, my but, beard's coming into in, into a new level of fullness. Because um, I periodically trim that back and I'd grow. I don't, I don't have the full lockdown beard like I did before I started my job at um, Rainforest Retailer. Um <laughs> Which I have on my staff ID photo, and it's very long. Um, but you try wearing a mask for 10 hours a day with that thing. It's not easy. With a massive beard, um, yeah. When was the last time you baby-faced? And that's not a euphemism. Completely baby-faced would have been yeah. a couple of years ago. I haven't yeah. completely baby-faced. For- no, no, actually, no, I tell a lie. It would have been uh, early this year, again, because of masks. And yeah. just, like, having a moustache or, or a beard... <laughs> While wearing a mask for long periods of time, it's just sweaty and a mess. So okay, so I will just go and take it all off. Be like, okay, we'll be fine for a few days until like itch like buggery. Um, but yeah, how you doing, man? What's going on with you? Just picturing you itching going buggery at work. Mm. Um, it's like, hello, everyone. Don't mind me. I'm just going to look you all in the eyes and yeah. scratch my moistened hairs. Ah, itching and buggery, my two favourite pastimes. Um, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in that annoying between between jobs period right now of mm-hmm. like about to find out whether or not a thing that I might be working on might be happening that may also be just enough to like, you know, pay the bills every month. Yeah. Which would be nice. But um, also, like, it, it could be the kind of job that stops me from doing other things. And as a freelancer, that's not yeah. handy. So, hey, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I ever fucking do. 
It, ladies and gentlemen, um, d- don't ever aspire to be in the arts in any way, ever. No. Two reasons. A, it's even more difficult nowadays to try and juggle it as a career option whilst also staying afloat. And B, if you fuck off, then we've got more of a chance of getting hired. Yeah! So, <laughs> less of a market, so bugger off, everyone. Yeah. But in the meantime... Uh, we can be performative and whiffle and waffle into tin cans connected yes. to USB devices with 2.0 leads, probably. It's a series uh, of tubes. Yeah, it's <laughs> that sums up the show. Welcome <laughs> to Big Damn Cast. It's a series of tubes. Um, we've got we've got a bit of news to touch on this week, uh, but no, not a lot news-wise in no, the pop culture it's, it's, world. It's kind of big-ish. In that one of the one of the big studios is waving the dick about for the next few years. Big old P. Um, but it's kind of already stuff on the we big already screen. Knew. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of stuff we already knew that's just being formalised. Should we have three D dick? Um, so yeah, I did just and then we and then oh, you've God. got a surprise topic that I don't know about, which yeah. I'm going to enjoy. But before that, I want to tell you oh. about a dream I had last night. <laughs> Lie down, everyone. Steady yourselves. Girdle your so, loins. It's pretty common that I will have dreams about big movies before they come out. Like, I had at least two Rise of Skywalker dreams about me watching The Rise of Skywalker, and, and they're always fucking wild. Let me tell you about the dream I had about watching The Suicide Squad. Oh, shit, In biscuits. which... James Gunn's 2021's um, The Suicide Squad. In which there was actually two characters played by Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Uh, oh, one of whom was the thinker and one of whom was some weird ice power dude, but not Mr. Freeze and not Captain Cold. Like he had natural ice powers and they oh. were basically like good and evil versions of the other one. Like the ice power dude was like honestly trying to turn over a new leaf and the thinker was just like, man, I'm evil and a villain. Um, <laughs> and the ice power dude keeps thwarting the thinker's uh, attempts to sabotage the mission. Um, there was a Green Lantern in it who gets... Uh, splinched into another character via some weird teleportation accident. Um, oh shit! Okay. <laughs> there were uh, only two character. Only two of the Suicide Squad died. Um, oh, yeah. One really early on, and then another one later on. Uh, there. <laughs> um. Just weird, like none of the characters that are in the trailers were in it. It was just like all like weird characters that my imagination made up. Like a dude who can tow ships, like that's his power. He can tow <laughs> ships, like I psych- can, psychically. I can move ships yeah. in my mind. Oh my god! So you're telekinetic, telekinetic? Yes, for ships. Hmm? And like a dude, just for ships. <laughs> a dude whose name I can't remember, who can basically turtle. Like his head disappears into his chest as like a defense mechanism. And so there was like action sequences of him like taking aim and then his head popping down into his chest and just blasting. It was fucking wild, man. Like, I wish I could remember it in more detail, but I just wanted to share to you that last night I had a dream about two Peter Capaldis, one evil and one good, warring for the future of us all. (laughs) Mankind in four wrinkled Scottish hands. Oh, I love it. Um, (laughs) Unless he misses the call. Because uh, his phone was on silent, right? Um, Didn't he get caught like in a in a, a conference last week? Uh, it was a Zoom call or something. He was meant to be on a Zoom for something or other, and he got the code wrong. And it was like an arts council or a library meeting or something. And Peter Capaldi just like popped up, and it was like, oh, 
oh, I'm sorry, I think I've got the wrong number, and then left. I'm going to have to read into it more, but it, it was... It, I hope so. It sounds it, like it, a thing that a normal person would do. Yeah. So, yes. In a week of in a week of horrid, terrible, disgusting news about people in genre, TV, and fandom, it was kind of refreshing to see one story, even if it was blink and you miss it, was Peter Capaldi's a bit ditzy, isn't he? Oh, bless. Anyway, moving on. It's all the drugs he did. <laughs> Craig Ferguson back in the day. Um, all the LSD, all, all the, drugs. the acid in the 80s that they were doing. All Lesson. the drugs he probably still does, because why not? Um, <laughs> allegedly. No, he doesn't. Maybe. I, no, I neither, neither neither of them do. Uh, well, Craig Ferguson's been sober for like 20 years in mm. every possible way and complains about it all the time and it generates so much material for him. And Peter Capaldi uh, has been the face of a family show for the better part of the last decade. So as far as we're all concerned, definitely is not doing any drugs. Bet he likes whiskey, though. Uh, Righto! <laughs> He's Scottish. Hey, Dear Scottish does... listeners, if that is racist, soz. But please send me some scotch, thank you. Yeah, oh, um, like all of it. Just and, come on. <laughs> and a haggis. The uh, weather is erratic as sin. It keeps going cold despite being sunny. Send me something that will warm my insides. Send me thank a scotch, you. send me some haggis, and send me some lawn sausage. Uh, <gasps> so, Oh, sausage should be square. It's, 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 it's just it's the right way and the fact that no one else has adopted it. <sighs> um, I'm hungry now. Yeah, I know. And I had a Krispy Kreme for breakfast. Wow. Yeah, Lou Lou had got payday last week and she went online because we'd both been craving a Krispy Kreme, but we only really liked the plain ones. Yeah, we did that a couple of weeks back. It was pretty good. uh, Yeah, our our local um, supermarket that has a Krispy Kreme countery thing in it uh, has stopped doing the dozen box of the plain ones. Oh, which Uh, one's that? Morrison's. Oh, I forgot they did Krispy Kremes. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to pay like eight pound for six donuts. We're not that enamoured by when I should be paying like ten pound for a box of twelve. I know will like. like yeah, I'd that's rather fair. do that. That's fair. Um, so she went on the Krispy Kreme website on payday without telling me, and they had an offer on. <gasps> so for like fourteen pounds yes. this morning, at quarter past eight. Lovely knock on the yes. door, bright and breezy. A courier arrived yes. and delivered a box with 24 glazed donuts. Yes! Just to remind folks, only two humans live in this house. Those donuts go off in less than two days. Breakfast today was two Krispy Kreme donuts. Dinner today will be two Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, Dessert after tea will probably be two Krispy Kreme donuts. It's fine. We're going to have soup for tea just to make it even. But we're going to dip um, the Krispy Kreme donuts in. Well, we're not. I'm not going to be there, but you know what I mean. Don't tempt me. Lou's got tomato soup, and I imagine that could kind of work in a weird way. The sweet... The sweetness going with the Don't tomato. Tempt me, Fogger. Fogger, I will not dip a Krispy Kreme donut into this cream of chicken soup. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to eat a chocolate button. Um, but aside from square sausage and where I'd like to stick it. Yeah. Um, what's, what's going down in Clown Town? So Marvel did this thing where they did Ooh. a trailer, but they did the annoying thing of it being a trailer with. Oh, look, we've got some new footage from our upcoming films. And it's basically a tiny little bit of footage at the end of the trailer after they show a whole bunch of shit we've already seen just being like... And it was a lovely voiceover by Stanley. And it was basically a whole... The whole thing was, come back to the cinema. It'll be safe soon. Have a look. 
here's all the stuff we're coming out. And so you we missed us, right? Here's yeah. the slate. Yeah. So we basically just got a big confirmation of, of release dates for the upcoming Phase 4 movies. Um, now that things are starting to settle down in terms of cinemas and cinema releases. Mm. So confirming a lot of stuff we already know. And teasing a lot of stuff we already we knew a little bit about and telling us a bit more. So we, of course, saw some more of Black Widow, which is out on July 7th. Uh, also, a uh, a few pictures have come out for articles for Variety and Entertainment Weekly and stuff about Black Widow teeing it up again, involving one shot she's facing off against Taskmaster crouched on the bridge. Ooh. And a lot of people have been taking note that the Taskmaster's physique in that shot looks awfully feminine. He I says, indicating our Taskmaster episode from last year. Go back and listen to it, everybody. You... We have ideas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. September 3rd, mm-hmm. 2021. Very excited for that. Very excited for that. I want it in my... I think out of the four this year, that is the one that's got me the most excited, weirdly. Uh, we also got our very first... Very, very yeah. vague, but... Hey, that's a bunch of sexy people on a screen. Uh, in a, Guys, look. In... Kamil Nanjani, Salma Hayek, <laughs> Angelina Jolie it's, with a light sword. It's nice. It's nicely shot because, of course, it is because Chloe Zhao just won a fucking Oscar. Um... <laughs> Eternals, November 5th, mm. 2021. Um, but also, not long after, we're getting Spider-Man 3, No Way Home. Mm. We're getting that on December 17th, 2021. Which, which Andrew Garfield has just said he's not in. Which is good, because I, I don't want the Spider-Verse thing. I don't want it, but Melina's confirmed, so... How confirmed is it? He gave it all away in an interview, I joking about talking. how, like, oh, I'm in my 60s, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think he's talking shit. I hope he's talking shit. Maybe. Or Garfield's talking shit and is throwing everybody a red herring uh, to make them think that he's not in it. But I will say this. I don't want the multiversal Spider-Man story. I wanted something more down-to-earth and simple. If we're getting a multiversal one and they bring back Maguire but leave out Garfield... Bad show, Sony Pictures. Yeah, that's, that's, Bad a dick, show. that's a dick move. That would be a dick move. Especially if they are bringing back Jamie Foxx, as, as yeah. per the rumour. Um, okay. Also, um, some more photos of release from Morbius. Which has been delayed again. Yeah. Um, it's not, not, not um, you know, exclusive look at just more behind-the-scenes stuff that people took in Manchester. Yeah. Um, we noticed that there was the Raimi... <clears throat> the Raimi Spider-Man graphic in the graffiti. Yeah. And at the time we were like, well, that's wrong. Because if they're trying to tangentially tie it in with the MCU, but not legally, that should be Holland. Also, that's the launch graphic for the PS4 Spider-Man games, <laughs> Raimi's suit skin that came out. <laughs> it's so weird. So that's not even from the films. That's a computer-generated image, you fucking it's idiot. It's literally just what they had on hand. But the interesting thing is, uh, there's some graffiti in one of the shots of a black like sort of black circle and two little cross white eyes and a smiley mouth so there's some venom graffiti mm. in morbius and there's a daily bugle adverts on the on the side of a bus that say where is spider-man and uh. the graphic on the graphic on the paper is like um like it's the earth so it's like okay that's odd um and the daily bugle logo font and everything is the raimi verse version so I think hmm. 
I think the way Sony are hoping to tie all their Spider-Man villains together is they all exist in different versions of the Spider-Verse, so they will all eventually blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, Spider-Man's villains are so so likeable for all these like past 50, 60 years because they're all from different universe. Oh, wait, no, it's because they're all yeah. homegrown disasters. But sure, yeah. whatever. Okay. What, Morbius is all set right. in the Raimi-verse confirmed cool. question mark is, cool. yeah we shall so see dumb. but after spidey hits our screens in december although i don't know i have suspicions it'll probably go back i, I just i can't help it it they, they they wrapped like not that long ago that those things have so many visual effects how the fuck are they going to get this ready for december um fuck knows what no 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 cock knows was the character from both uh, series three. Oh yep. god yeah yeah um yeah so moving beyond this year, they're doing Beyond. Uh, they're doing. No. They're doing the, the the Beyond story with the Beyonder, the, the no. sequel, the the original. If we if uh, we ever see the Beyonder, Secret Wars. If we ever see the Beyonder in an MCU movie, I will actually not be that surprised because fuck, they've done fucking everything else, um, and done it put, well. Put put a pin in in Secret Wars because I have some things to say about the 2015 when I finally read it. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um. <laughs> Into next year, into 2022. Oh, here Do- we go, boys and girls. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. So not a long wait, then. Sam Raimi, he must be already be shooting it. Especially considering um, he's in Spidey as well. Yes. Yeah. So we get some Doctor Strange at Christmas, and we get some Doctor Strange before Easter. A Sam Raimi-directed Marvel movie again. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time, but I'm glad, <clears throat> yeah. to, I'm glad to see it. Doctor Strange? Oh, it's taken. Uh, yes, yes. Thor. Oh, yeah, that makes me happy. Thor. Every time I watch that film, that always takes me by surprise in a way that makes me smile. Thor: Love and Thunder, mm. May sixth, twenty twenty two. Deep in God. production, that one. There's like no waiting, is there? No. This is like early, um, early twenty eighteen again. Yeah, they we're, are we're, pumping them out. <clears throat> Black Panther, <clears throat> Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp within like I honestly think two we, months. We would have been. We would they would have been more spaced out had this had last year not gone tits up. Um Yeah. But I think Remember when um Spider Man No Far From Home came out like a month and a half after Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> it was mad. It was like you could go watch Endgame in in d- down the hall at the cinema and then watch a screen of Spider Man like four doors down. But it was after. neat because it was a nice little palette cleanser after the epic sort mm. of um, tapestry of Endgame to some to a much more personal story. Um, and he still had a bit of globe trotting and, and fun, but it was it was way smaller stakes. It was a and... story about a dorky kid and a dude in a fishbowl helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. That was really cool. We we did our MCU marathon before Infinity War came out in early 2018, and because Black Panther was still in cinemas, like we got up to um, oh god, what's the one before Black Panther? Uh, oh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then we, we, we booked it so that we went to see Black Panther that afternoon, went and got nice. some food, and then went to Infinity War that night. And I was like, hey, hey. this will work out. So we might we might have the chance to watch a Spider-Man movie and a Doctor Strange movie um, in quick succession of one another. And then Yeah, forward. well, yeah, certainly within a six-month period, which would be good fun. Um, Who is next? Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July Great 8, time. 2022 great title this is going to be interesting because mm. obviously uh after the tragic loss of chadwick boseman um they're kind of a an, uh, 
a crossroads at what is going to happen with that character, with that franchise. So we shall see, I guess. they If they're aiming for July 8th, they've got to be entering production soon. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Black Panther 2 was, was in the planning and I think initially was meant to shoot before the end of last year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so pre-production would have begun in terms of like designs, concepts, things like that, and getting everyone booked and scheduled. Although obviously they were probably tentative because I think Ryan Coogler is one of the people that has, has said since Chadwick's passing that like he, he was aware Yeah, and, and you know, <clears throat> so they would have built a caveat into production in some way. I would imagine um, so, yeah. <clears throat> that being said, they will have had to have completely rewritten the film. Yeah, and, and or, not or just, have written a brand new movie and in, not in just entirety. Yeah, not just this film, but also future projects that Black Panther would have been a part of. Yeah. Or at least the Chitala version of Black Panther. Because um, they said they're not going to recast him, which is no, um, which is great. Like let yeah. him let let that be his legacy. I mean, the yeah. man did a Marvel stuff aside. Chadwick Boseman, after sort of coming to prominence. Well, he was already well known, but like after like hitting the top A list mm-hmm. with Black Panther, well, with Civil War, really, did such a deep and broad body of work in like the what the four years between that and his death. Yeah, like he, he oh, yeah. worked nonstop. So let that Black Panther be a part of that sort of incredible legacy that he's left behind of this of this short, really dense period of filmmaking. Where he was just banging out movie after movie after movie to almost universal praise. Like, I don't know, I don't know of any of those movies that came out in that period that really got panned. Like, even something like 22, 21 Bridges, which was like not super well received, but it absolutely wasn't um, ripped apart or anything. Um, and every single one of the, every single one of the projects he worked on would always come with the note, regardless of whether the film was sort of you know groundbreaking or not. Chadwick Boseman is excellent in this. Oh. I've yeah, got a knock at is. the door. Wait, oh, wait right there. You go get you go get your knock at the door and I will uh I will fill time by uh just, you know, talking about things and stuff. Uh so Chris is answering a secret spy message. Because what you don't actually know, and you have to keep this between us listeners, uh, listener, um Chris is actually working for a secret division. Of Australian intelligence, which I know may sound odd, odd. Him being uh, on the surface, at least British. But what you have to remember about Chris is, is that he is a man of many faces, literally many faces. I've seen the pickle jars. I have seen the collection of desiccated, flayed visages, and let me tell you. It's a real good thing that he's coming back and sitting down at the microphone now because it means I don't have to continue that story and give well, I you love, what nightmares. I love about whatever you've just done is you could have just edited this out. <laughs> no, I could have, but I'm not going to because I can't be asked. I'm fuming. I said to Lou, I was like, so we're recording from 10. Um, you're not due any post or anything, are you? Because we've got a little CCTV camera, so if so, I'd like keep the the little camera up on my phone uh, and then I could you know just buzz down and say like hi just leave it behind the bin or whatever um, and she went no 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 not ordered anything five parcels have just arrived for Lou five parcels 
Yeah, five buggers. So I would I would give her some credit and say, oh, she just slips her mind. She's a busy woman. But five parcels. That's a lot yeah. of parcels. That's, that's a lot of stuff you're expecting. Um, that's, me- that's that's as many parcels as excellent roles Chadwick Boseman gave in the last five years between no, Black but, Panther bringing uh, pro- prominence. Probably more than that. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> so yeah, we're kind of forever. Whatever form that takes, whatever. However, they sort of address the 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 loss of Chadwick Boseman that we're going to find out on July eighth, twenty twenty two, or don't even like it depends on what story yeah. Coogler's got planned. Um, I I we've talked about talked about this before, but uh, for various reasons, I'm hoping if they do crown a new Black Panther, it isn't Shuri. Not after Dis- not after despite, you know Letitia Wright showing her ass in public on Twitter. Like, come on, yeah, come <clears> on. <throat> Wait, she showed her ass, or you mean not just li- like metaphorically speaking? How much of an ass she yeah. is, but yeah, by, um, by being a, like anti-vax, big into conspiracies, and you're just like, oh good work. god, good no. Work. Uh, however, I just want to point out uh, if the filmmakers are listening, which of course they aren't. Um, Ryan Coogler's got many, many more things to be getting on with yeah. than listening to this. But just in case, uh, Nakia's right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you completely set up Lupita Nyong'o as oh, being wait. an absolute badass in the first movie. She's right there. And she is, as of the story that we've seen, you know, T'Challa's love and a warrior. And, you know, if, if you are going to have T'Challa pass on, I think his queen should freaking become the Black Panther. <laughs> Just say Nyong'o Black Panther. I want it. I want it. I want it. I freaking want it. I want it. I also <laughs> want. I also want it to be November eleventh, twenty twenty-two. That was see, boys and girls. So that <laughs> was a segue. So I can watch the Marvels. In, now this was a reveal. How genius this title is! Yeah, this is a reveal because the S at the end of the Marvels is styled in Kamala Khan's. Mm. as Kamala Khan's S. Now, we know she's getting a series, and we've seen set photos of the young actress yes. in costume. The young actress's yeah. name, I... No, I cannot recall. Let me scroll down. It'll be on here. Hey, don't, don't worry Somewhere. about it. As soon as the show drops, as soon as the sh- that show drops on Disney+, Plus, uh, no one's going to forget her name by that point. Oh, my God. Uh, Iman Vellani. Um, Hang on. Yeah, I'll try to pull up the same thing as well. How cool does the costume look? It looks so cool. It looks and perfect. I freaking it looks perfect. love. I freaking love that they've gone with uh, Converse as well. Like she's just wearing a trainers. Like it's it's a really nicely detailed superhero costume that she's just got a trainers on. Yeah, I'm like it's, yes, it's very Kamala. Yes, that is um, great. But yeah, um, the Marvels directed by Nia DaCosta. So we know we're getting. Uh, Brie Larson's Carol Danvers, of course. Oh, we is that know our first Domino mask in the MCU. I've just realised. Yeah, because Bucky she... didn't wear one, did he? No, he just had like it just had smudges around his eyes. Like, well, he kind of had the, the lower face mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because he they went with that, but he she uh, and goggles, and then when he took them off, it was all it was just sort of smudged around. But like, yeah, I think Kamala's our first superhero Domino I mask. I reckon in the MCU. so. I reckon Hang so because secret identities haven't been a huge thing in the MCU. That's true. Yeah. Only really for Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they throw that out at the end of Iron Man straight away. Mm. Like, as most of those superheroes end up becoming public figures, as they would. Like, of course there would be a cult of celebrity around superheroes. And therefore the secret identity kind of goes out the window for a lot of them. Um, But yeah, so we're getting... We're getting... Brie Larson returning as Carol Danvers. We're getting... And in the the middle of the logo as well, we we get... um, 
uh, the symbol that's on Carol's chest, like the, yep. the sort of the, the Cree symbol that she's kind of taken and and turned into her own, like in her yep. own colors, but it's white, like Photon slash yep. Spectrum's version, like Monica, Monica Rambeau. Rambeau was Captain Marvel. We're getting to Yona Paris as Monica Rambeau, and we, as I say, more than likely getting a Man Valani as as, as Ms. Marvel, uh, directed by Nia Costa. We've also know that. Um, the main antagonist has been cast. Oh! And it's... Uh, we don't know who the main antagonist is, but we know they're being played by Zoe Ashton. Right. Which okay. is a neat casting, because I like Zoe Ashton. Mm, um, who could she be? I, who knows? Who knows? That opens, that opens up. I mean, then again, the MCU interprets and, and like gender swaps and does all sorts of stuff yeah. with villains if it feels like it's the right version for the story. See, you know, like the, the versions of the Mandarin, Carly Morgenthau and Falcon yeah. Soldier. So I, yeah, this could, oh, but that's good. Either way, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see her play a bad guy. Yeah, she's, so an inter- cool. she's always an interesting performer. Um, so yeah, the Marvels, looking forward to that. Looking forward to a female ensemble. Um, yeah, bring that shit on. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm also all about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. February 17th, 2023. I recently rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp um, for the entertainment of a small child um, <laughs> who was very enamored with it. And you know what? So was I. That sequel's really fucking good. It's oh, it's really great. good. <clears throat> it's great. Um, what I love about both the Ant-Man films is they feel smaller. Like, yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. In a way that gives them their own identity. Like, it's they're the closest... They're the closest films of the MCU to what I want the Spider-Man films to feel like, mm. which is sort of, we deal with this bad guy and no one else knows we're doing it and here's how we're doing it and this is fun and an adventure and mishaps ensue and also there's an ant playing a drum kit. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, uh, Keeks brought up the sort of criticism that she feels like Scott turns into a bit of an idiot in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I didn't I didn't feel that so much rewatching it. Like, it only seems... I think like he seems that way opposite opposite Hope. Yeah, he seems that way opposite Hope and, and Hank because they're dealing with stuff that's so much more advanced. Like Scott's a smart guy, but in you know, he's a he's a good engineer, um, mm. but he's not a genius. No. Like he's 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 sort of an everyman. Um and he can sort of take and tweak the stuff that that Hank and, and Hope have done. Like he understands it enough to do that just from an electrical engineering point of view, but he couldn't invent the Ant-Man stuff on his own. So he can kind of keep up if he's given time, but when they're throwing stuff at him, because that movie only really takes place over the course of like three days. So he's getting loads of shit thrown at him constantly, and his his main concern is to get back in time to have his house rest lifted. Yes. Um, Like, so (laughs) I think it works. Um, It's also great to see Hope not, tied down by the whole you know that should be me storyline yeah. because oh, now God. it now it is her and like you, you, Evangeline Lilly's performance she's clearly feeling liberated in comparison yeah. to the first one yeah and, and the I, like, I like is... her a lot more in that one I, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't huge on the character in the first because I, I was just like this film is fun why does this character have to be the but dad but no I was just like oh for god's sake like every time the pace of the first one got really fun Hope dragged it down into a we have to understand the seriousness do you know what I mean I was like 
I get that's your role, but uh so in the second one, the fact that she's just like letting loose and is flying around being an absolute badass. I was like, Oh yeah, this yeah. The, the I action, like this a lot. The action stuff with Wasp in the sequel is is great. But yeah, twenty twenty three, February seventeenth, uh Peyton Reed returning to direct. Uh script by Jeff Loveness, uh who is written for Rick and Morty amongst other things. Um, oh jeez! Oh jeez, Rick. Uh, Paul Rudd coming back along with Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catherine Newton joining us, Cassie Lang, so presumably the more grown-up Cassie Lang, and of course Jonathan Majors uh, joining as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, which like, is going to be I mean, intriguing. We t- we talked about how they, these adventures are sort of like you know sort of smaller scale. Yeah, I mean th- this dude travels through time, so they're about to get bigger. Like the yeah. scale of it is about to yeah. get a little bit more serious. But yeah, fantastic actor, really fun villain. I think Ant Man's the right franchise to try and do Kang in in well, the MCU. Also, it's you the can one find that's... a way for it to still be sort of still be goofy. Without losing the, the the gimmick and the and the you know the villainy of it all, and it's also the one that's most tied to time travel because yeah. of the link they've made between the quantum realm and time travel in in Endgame. Endgame, yeah, it makes more sense to explore that or Doctor Strange would do places to explore like time travel shenanigans, um, and also the upcoming Loki show, which we're getting what in a couple of weeks, yeah. Um, oh god yeah so <gasps> yes that's yes, gonna be yes, fun yes. <laughs> uh finally the, the last confirmed date we've got um although we don't have many details about it guardians of the galaxy volume three may 5th 2023 um originally scheduled for 2021 i think yeah it would have um, been shot and almost released <clears throat> by now probably so the, like black panther before it this will have gone through at least one big rewrite yeah. Um, to make it work, because when the original Guardians three was being formed, uh, James Gunn would have known that Thor was with them and Gamora was gone, and that there was another Gamora out there somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he it probably would have featured Thor being written out in some way or like part of the narrative, and you know bringing Gamora in because they'd confirmed that Zoe Saldana was going to be in number three. But now we're in a world where. The Guardians will have been in another film. Yeah, they're popping up in Love and Thunder. Game. Yeah. yeah, so... Or at least some of them. I don't know if all of them are in it, but at least uh, Chris, yeah, Pratt's, I think, I think Chris Pratt's in it. Pratt and Gillen have been seen um, yeah. in Australia around the time that they were filming sequences. So, you know, Nebula and, and um, Star-Lord at the very least. Uh, give me more Mantis. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want I just want more Pom Clemente being like, oh yes, use knives. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's so good. Um, Take yeah. ass, kick names. <laughs> um, I yeah. So th- this is going to be interesting because again, it 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 was well into production. It was like a month and a half from shooting. Yeah. When James Gunn got fired because of a far right um, Twitter user, essentially pushing disney to order reactionary thing to get him kicked off because of old Mind you, old horrid jokes he made that he'd acknowledged and apologized for seven years prior you say that but i i don't think he had cast it so i don't think it was that close to shooting true yeah because yeah, I, I, mean, I think they, i think they, they, were definitely, he hadn't cast... they were definitely in pre-pro because they, they, i think they were yeah it was a pre-production before, yeah but they I, 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 to shoot before the end of that year because it was the whole thing of oh shit like thousands of crew now have to yeah, find new jobs to stand down uh, yeah. but i don't think he'd cast adam warlock 
I mean, there's Adam Warlock in it. I know it's teased at the end of Guardians 3, but... I think, it's, I think he's talked about it, but yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Who knows? Isn't it weird Who we're going to get Adam Warlock in a post-Thanos storyline? Oh, Jim Stalin's going to love it. Um, <laughs> or hate it, because he hates everything. Um, <laughs> not, not quite to the degree that um, good old Alan Moore does, but still. Um, I've got five books in me and they're all going to come out very soon. Good, Alan. Awesome, Good. awesome, awesome, Great. awesome. Uh, Cheers. Do yourself a favour, though. Reread them <laughs> before you put them out so that you don't regret writing them after you've released them. Yeah. Because that seems to be a pattern with all of your work. And I, I'd love it if you were able to put something out there that you were actually really proud of. The problem that, with Alan Moore and is that, that absolute chuds didn't turn into a religion. Thanks. The, pro- the problem with Alan Moore is that people like his work. Um, so <laughs> finally, I just like his demeanor. I just like his demeanor. He I doesn't want, to host want a, them a to radio like show. his work. I think he's <laughs> deliberately trying to write things that no one will like, and everyone pe- people keep loving it, and he doesn't understand it. Um, finally. Oh. Brian Boland did an excellent job drawing my wedding, but I hated the day. It was the worst <laughs> day of my life. It's like, Alan? <laughs> you got Brian to draw your wedding? Um, well, of course I did. Have forever. you seen his work? Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, finally, in this teaser, we get a very, very brief tease with no date. Mm, of... What looks to be the final film, as we assume, of phase four. Aptly. Yeah. Fantastic four. Just a big old four. Just, Just teasing us with that logo again. And that's... I feel so smug about the No Way Home <sighs> prediction now. I really do. I hate you. Remember the whole the building site at the end? Yeah, the especially knowing that... And, the, uh, you know, we can't wait to show you what, what happens next on the, on the billboard. And there was a one, a two, a three, and then a question mark all in blue circles with a white background. It was like, and that's a Fantastic Four reference. They're especially knowing that John Watts is directing it. That's just ridiculous. Yes. Oh, that's I, ridiculous. Well, I, mean, I guess because if Fantastic Four didn't come around, they could always be like, oh, it's just a nod to phase four. It's like, yeah, but... You knew. Yeah, <laughs> like, you knew. You knew. You absolutely knew when you released that film in 2019. Well, they, they might not have had it in like 2024. <gasps> what if it's 2024? I mean, it's all lining up. It now. will Come be. On. It'll either the be, fo- it'll either be Christmas April. 2023 or it'll be 2024. But <laughs> if it's the 4th of April, the 4th, 2024, that'll be perfect. That'd be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I, I'm. I'm excited about this. There seems to be a lot of confusion online. Blade was trending for most of the day because yeah, because Blade's not in there. Where's Blade? Like where we've already had confirmation that it's happening, and Mahershala Ali's playing him, and the director's locked and everything. I think, I think people need to calm down slightly because it'll be coming. It'll be coming. It will happen. Not, it, it wouldn't be the first um, time that we've had a phase slate confirmed and then film slotted into it as well. Yeah, like he could um, very it, easily it, become fantastic. Be, be, come before Fantastic Four. It's also entirely possible that like they'll want to keep. I know they said they were aiming for a PG thirteen version of Blade, which you can absolutely do and still make it violent and and you know about vampires and monsters. You can still do that. Well, you can with today's standards, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's entirely possible they're holding off to see what the market's like on the Disney Plus shows before they go. Right, do you know what? We're going to put a lock on it and it's going to go to Disney Plus as like a six part mini series or something. And I mean, yeah, I'd I'd be down for that. I'd I'd what I'd. I'd <laughs> Again, people might be like, no, you're taking away his chance at the big screen. And I'd be like, no, they're giving him six hours of character development yeah. and arc to work with. I mean, did you all not just enjoy the two shows we've just got? 
more of that, please. And, and I, I think I think they were definitely pushing the envelope with what they could do on a PG thirteen with in terms of violence with mm, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh God. So. End of episode four alone, like mm. phew, hello, and that was again. You don't see it. Like no. it's it, you see the the result of it and the moment before, and it's it's still shocking and visceral and, and scary. So. Yeah, um, but also it could just be that these are the one, the ones currently in pre or um, active production. Yeah, even if they're in early pre-production, like they've probably got at least first draft scripts, even the ones that are twenty twenty-three. Yeah, um, like Blade might still be being written. Yeah, so they're not going to say, and here's when it's coming out because it's like, no, no, no. Mum's going to call you down for dinner when it's ready. Like <laughs> she ain't going to call you down while it's still defrosting. Oh, That's just you know. Chris. What yeah. what if they do Midnight Suns? Oh, right. It's funny you should mention that. Because. Okay. Um, All right. Again, we're really excited about these movies. I think as a sizzle reel, it's really tasty. And they made the choice, the right choice about half a day, half a day into releasing it of renaming it Sizzle Reel um, on some of the platforms. Because it's like, yeah. okay, sure. Like, you're not saying this is a new trailer. You're saying... This is a sizzle reel. Yeah, because if it's a new trailer, there's an awful lot of old fucking footage in that. (laughs) P.S. At the end, there's a little summon summon for you all to get excited about. Like, fair enough. That's good. Um, I'm currently reading a couple of the War Zones books from Marvel that span out of Uh, Secret Wars. Ah, yes. Yes. Tell me of Secret Wars. And uh, I've got got three. I'm only reading two right now because another one I'm saving for a bit later. But I'm uh, I'm reading uh, Spider Island. Yeah. And uh, Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Neither which I, of which I, I have read. I read Renew Your Vows before in, in 2015 as it came out, and it, it's great. It is really, really cool. I think I might have uh, read the first issue of Renew Your Vows. I don't think I've read anything else. Um, But yeah, I, I'm reading Spider-Island at the moment. Uh, Basic premise, for those who don't know, uh, Secret Wars. Uh, the universes are colliding. Things called incursions are happening throughout the multiverse, and everything's collapsing. And two universes, two Earths in particular, are about to collide and they're, they're, they're hit with the notion that, look, if this happens, the, the multiverse ceases to exist and all life is dead. So you have to blow up that other planet. And I have issues with the way that happens, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but it's the ultimate universe and the main Marvel universe, the 616. And, well, no, uh, that's the, the final other... one. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're about, they're that's about to... That's, yeah. that's sort of the impetus for, oh, God, this is it now. And, um, and then... Due to someone else making a deal with some higher power, everything gets rewritten, and now Marvel is Game of Thrones, basically. Yeah. Um, there's one. There's one planet left in all of existence. It's Patchwork Battle World. Yeah, and um, uh, it it's it's got different continents and and countries and whatnot. Uh, and the War Zones books are about those different continents. Some of them don't makes sense because it's like hang on but that character exists in that continent and on this one but then again it is a patchwork quilt so and also like the sort of the the tension of all these different fragments of realities coexisting in battle world is kind of addressed in the main secret Wars series yeah so like there's (laughs) there's a they're like spider-man exists in the spider island version of manhattan which is Mm -hmm. its own continent but he also exists in the new version of Manhattan in the Renew Your Vows series. Yep. It's like, okay. But the, re- the Midnight Suns just came to mind because I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through um, reading the Spider Island one. 
which is basically what if the Spider Island event where everyone in New York uh, through infected uh, bedbugs was mutating into spider creatures slowly over time, um, being controlled by an evil woman called the Queen who essentially rules over all spiders. What if Spider-Man and co. hadn't found a solution to save the day and it was still going on um, and was so far contained to Manhattan, but everybody's a giant spider in varying degrees of transformation. Um, what happens with like the few resistance who've survived and Venom is leading the charge, Agent Venom, Flash Thompson, um, teamed up with Spider-Woman and Vision, um, like, trying to keep people safe. Uh, but one of their agents, like who helps them find information out, uh, is Werewolf by Night. <laughs> who, who, if, who, if I remember rightly, is is called Jack Russell. Yes. Yeah. Not to so, be confused with Man Wolf, who is no, no, no. Although he he plays a part in this too. Yeah. So so Jack Russell is the werewolf by night. Basically, at night, dude turns into a werewolf. Um. So at night, if they're fighting off these spider people in certain areas and they're trying to get this, that, and the other, you know, supplies to bring back to base, one of these spider people, the moon comes out and suddenly it transforms into a werewolf. Brilliant. And is himself again and is like, oh, Agent Venom, hello. And it's like, great, can you help us out? Yeah, brilliant. And so, Which is a great idea, but it leads to Flash coming up with a plan. Because at the start of the thing, Vision is helping him steal things from certain facilities. And even though Spider-Man isn't a main role when the book starts, like Spider-Man and Spider-Island inform the story. So they can they predict and pretend to be lured into a trap by Captain America, who is the Spider-King, is, 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 the, is the Queen's like right-hand minion. Um, he was one of the first people transformed in the Spider Island event, which was yeah. a big twist in that event. Sorry, guys, spoilers for a seven-year-old comic book event. More than um, that, surely. Yeah, uh, twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, eight years now. Jesus wept. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel, who currently just looks like herself, but she's got a load of eyes all over her forehead and her teeth looking weird. Brilliant. And Hulk, who has got six giant freaking arms growing out of his torso and is covered in little spidey hairs. Um, they Love managed Hulk. to subdue them long enough for Flash to enact his plan. Based on what happens to Werewolf by Night, who apparently, uh, when he transforms back into a spider creature, has been informing the Queen of what Venom is up to. Well, yeah, of course. Um, which, which, which they predicted. <clears throat> and which is how they got led into this trap that they're not actually being led into because they knew it was going to happen. Um... They, <laughs> Venom implants the crystal, the Godstone or whatever it's called, of the Man Wolf into Captain America's chest. Oh, hello! So Captain America transforms into a werewolf, which in itself is a nod back to Captain yeah. America being a werewolf. Yeah. Um, but so he's not a spider anymore; he's a werewolf. Um, uh, uh Vision manages to inject uh Carol. With Michael Morbius's serum, <laughs> so she becomes a living vampire, and uh, Jessica, Spider Woman, subdues Hulk with her pheromones just long enough. It's great because he's like, "Smash! Want to hurt, but pretty. Hurt pretty person, maybe." <laughs> like he's just really confused because he's like wants to kill her, but he's like, "Oh!" She's like pouring all of the pheromone power onto him. Like, leave me alone, just for just a second. <laughs> 
And that's when they dose him with Kurt Connor's lizard serum. So they get Captain Marvel, Captain America, and Hulk back on their side by basically turning them into three other things. I love it. Uh, And it's the whole plan of like, we'll try and figure out how to cure you later, but right now, you're back. And as far as we're aware, you won't turn into a spider person while you're this. Because she controls people based on their DNA. Yeah. And your DNA is no longer spider. So let's see what we can do. It's being rewritten. They get ambushed by Iron Man. uh, And he's properly going to stop them before they get back to base. So Venom, in a last ditch effort to sort of like, oh God, he pulls out this thing out of his his, his pouches because Agent Venom, he's got them pouches. Love a pouch. And and he he holds Tony down, who's like in the black and and yellow armor from, you know, Marvel now, but with a weird spider head sticking out of the top instead. And he's like, this is a last resort, Tony. I'm so, so sorry. Breathe it in. And he just sprays him with this gas. And he starts to turn back and he just starts laughing. He's like, God, it was funny. It's like, I mean, I can't, it, it worked. What you did worked. I always used to think Osborne was a hack, but here we go. And he's just properly chuckling away to himself. And it's like, okay, oh, subdue that. No. Subdue that. You've got the goblin formula in your, in your system. <laughs> just try and retreat. Like, it drives people to insanity eventually if we can hold it off we can keep you as you for at least a day we can make this work and he's like all right sure it's just it's oh it's a great idea but um that's neat i i'm reading these because i finally read secret wars written by jonathan hickman big event changed everything got rid of one universe afterwards basically the multiverse essentially returns just ultimate and 616 aren't separate anymore yeah or or rather ultimate's gone but the things you like are now in the 616. Yeah. Can I make a confession? Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. No. It's, I'm so sad. It's tough. It's Jonathan Hickman's a fantastic writer, but I feel like I'm reading The Silmarillion when I should be reading The Hobbit. Yeah, he's a world builder. Like He, yeah. get, he gets hung up on the world around him, which is kind of what I... I'm kind of... Yeah. What I like about it is probably what you don't like about it, which is the kind of glory of personal taste. But yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah. I get you. I mean, I, 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 I love the level of detail. I'm, I was first kind of... I've read some of his Fantastic Four and I really enjoyed it, but I was first smacked around the head with the literate sausage of Hickman's um, oeuvre uh, with Infinity. Yeah. And that was jarring. I read it as the miniseries Infinity, the big event. Yeah, it's definitely like not Black meant Order to be read like that. And, yeah. and then I bought, eventually bought the UK Trades, which is a big two-part giant meaty trade paperbacks, which is how you're meant to read it because it's not Infinity. It's New Avengers, Avengers, yeah. Infinity. New Avengers, Avengers, Infinity. And I, I truly believe that that was the way it was originally envisioned. Mm. But editorial made him make it the summer event. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. Um, and I, I feel like Secret Wars is almost the same. What I've enjoyed more so has been the spin-off material rather yeah. than the main event. That being said, there's some tasty shit in the main event. It's Adribic's art. Oh my Just, god, yes. The man the, draws the, like the, a motherfucker. The, the zombified um, uh, uh, Joseph Braddock. Uh, is it Joseph Braddock? The, the, Brian's... Um, uh, Jamie. Jamie Braddock. Jamie Braddock. The zombified Jamie Braddock in full Captain Britain costume with the horde of the dead beyond the wall. Sorry. 
the shield. Um, go, just going like, but we we like to eat brains. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but come and fight with us. Okay. Like the, the the expressions on the on the undead are phenomenal. Like great work. Especially the Modoc one is just kind of like hanging there in midair with his little limbs dangling. Um, <laughs> which is creepy. Uh the work on he can draw Val really well. Not mm. many artists can get away with drawing a child without yeah, eventually a lot going of artists find, That looks weird. Yeah. yeah. A lot of artists uh, find kids difficult. And and she looked great, and she's one of the main characters in the book. Um, the stuff I lo- the thing I love the most was the deconstruction of Victor Von Doom, mm. and the fact that he essentially communes with the universe and is like, "I'll steer this world into existence, so these two worlds don't die. I'll mash mash them up as best I can, so that people get to live." And also, I will be their god. It's like, absolute wait, wait, hubris wait, and arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it, so it's based it's Game of Thrones, right? It's, yeah. Hickman was watching a lot of Game of Thrones when he came up with Definitely. this, or reading a lot of Game of Thrones, because it's Doom is God, and uh, he sits upon not an iron throne, but like a big tree uh, inside the world a, tree. A hallway. Is it the world tree? Yeah. Um, of course, it's because because uh, Doomstat, where he is, like Castle Doom, is the home of the Thors. Yeah, who are the who, the police force the police of Battle force. World. Battle World, we, yeah. Who go through an Arthurian style like initiation where people are recruited and only the one who can lift a Mjolnir, folks, a Mjolnir, because there's a shitload of them. Yeah, uh, gets to join the ranks and sort of our character into it after the worlds collide is is basically a rookie cop. Um, who's a rookie Thor? He's working alongside uh, the old father, who's basically like the Thor in charge. Who's like the eldest Thor, um, and like that's a great idea. Um, I I love the fact that it's divided into separate shitty kingdoms, and it seems mm-hmm. like all of them are shitty. Like, yep. one of the main ones is run by Mister Sinister, who's I've never seen him drawn more slimy than I have here. He's like this oh. is like it's like Littlefinger as Doctor as Mister Sinister. It's just like oh, Hickman likes Mister Sinister. He's doing some fun stuff with him in his current X Men run. Uh, we don't get to see them really, but the Hellfire Club are their own sort of district. Um, Basically, the, every district has its own spin-off series. So yeah, the if Maestro, you want to dive into so one of them, there's where Hulk yeah. is, and yeah. you know you you've got all your all, all this, that, and the other, but I love the idea that like Sheriff Strange is his right hand man, um, and yeah, it's sort is, of is sort of aware of the existence before everything, but also is aware that he can't go against the will of Victor, not just because he's his friend, but it's almost like something in his head is telling him he's not allowed to. Well, it's also the thing with Doctor Strange is that he, he what everything that's brought into that point is sort of like he is a man who has embraced what he sees as necessary evils. Yeah. So yeah. at that point, he's kind of he's sort of made a deal with the devil in that sense because of everything that's brought, of everything he tr- he did to try and avoid this, mm. he's now had to embrace being a yeah. part of it and helping Victor to create the battle world as well. Um, so, but Victor, why is it called the battle world? Is it because it's sort of is the same as the name of that other thing from the other series called Secret Wars from about thirty years ago? I don't Yep. No, no one bring Definitely. it up. Okay, no one bring Definitely. it up. All right. 
But no, you don't get it, guys. It's Battle World because the worlds are battling for supremacy and survival and that's blah, blah, blah. It didn't need to be called Secret Wars. It really didn't. It could no. have had a different name and it would have made more sense. Um, but but it, to be fair, hey, Hickman hey. draws upon a lot of that stuff when he's setting it up in Avengers and New Avengers because he does go yeah. into things like the Beyonders. Oh, okay, because I was going to say... Like, do, do, do God Doom or whatever would have yeah. like you know and the Molecule um, Man being a huge part of it as well the Molecule is, Man goes back to oh, goes yes. back to Secret Wars we owe the Molecule Man for Miles still being a thing because um, they, they set and up Rio in, Morales yes. being a thing again uh, which I love because Miles doesn't even know he doesn't even know because once everything's rewritten it's just like oh, of course it's, it's always been around. that way why wouldn't yeah. she be yeah um which is great. But, uh, um, the, in the Spider-Man series, you learn more of the other things that are now the status quo, like Uncle Aaron is around, even I, though he wasn't anymore in Ultimate. And The thing with yeah. um, with uh, Molecule Man is it's set up in Avengers and New Avengers towards the end that he that Molecule Man is basically a fail-safe that was built into every reality by the Beyonders. Which I love. that They, they go um, into that in here as well, which yeah. I thought was a great idea. And he's like, since all the worlds have folded in, like I'm the only me. And that's for the best but i feel hollow yeah it's like it doesn't feel right and i'm so hungry like i'm so hungry all the time i'm starving like because normally i'm eating in a million different realities i'm having summer but i've gotten out and every time someone visits him in his little pocket universe where essentially he's holding this reality together he's like did you bring anything to eat it's like doom's like no he's like oh shame right what do you want and it's Miles is the first person to give him summit because he just happens to have a day-old cheeseburger tucked into the belt of his costume that he forgot about. To which Peter's like, technically, we were in stasis for like eight years in our arc ships, so that's an eight-year-old cheeseburger. Yeah, probably still <laughs> the Beyond, good. The Beyonder takes a bite and he's like, I'm sorry, the Beyonder, the Molecule Man takes a bite and he's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Right, what can I do for you? And it pays off because obviously later on he's like, I owe you one, kid. It's yeah. Like, ah, it's great. Um, And I like the idea of of the universe shifting around these ships, it turns out there are two, where reality can change around them, but when the ships open, the people who got on them, the arcs, you know, just come out and see the new world, and they are unchanged. Um, so you've got the one from Earth, with Reed Richards and, and a bunch of characters on, and then you've got the one commandeered by the current Cabal, which is like yeah. Thanos, Black Swan, um Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Maximus the Mad, um, Terax, Namor and Namor. On that Namor's on that one, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I like that idea. What I really didn't like was, and maybe I need to read his Avengers build up to it, but I'm like, I don't believe for a second that either this universe or the Ultimate Universe would just go into, no, let's go kill that other world. <laughs> it's like, what? No, what? it's it's a it's a long build up, uh, particularly yeah. in new. I think event. I needed I think I needed the build up, yeah. or at least a, or at least a previously page would do. Yeah, They'd never do it. A previously page just to be like, like here's what shit's gone down. The new New here's Avengers, New Avengers particularly is all about the sort of the moral compromises that the Illuminati mm. uh, make in trying to stop. Um, in the stop the incursions, which is it yeah. leads to Doctor Strange eventually helping Doom create the battle world. It leads to Reed becoming renegade and basically putting everything else aside for the to try and um, save his reality, which backfires because he loses everyone. 
yeah, uh, in, as the, in the ship final is, incursion. as the ship's entering the sort of the atmosphere of the the blast zone as well, um, it breaks away, and uh, I think Ben's still on Earth anyway, and it's like Sue and Johnny are in the breakaway part, and it disappears into into nothingness. And the kids, and the kids, and it's like, oh my god! But of course, god. Doom yeah. pulls them. Well, yeah, from when reality, he, because when he, he retreats, yeah, because in this new reality. Franklin Richards, Sue and Johnny's uh, Franklin Storm, Sue and Johnny's dad, is the one who was the fourth member of the team in this yeah. new reality. He went up to space because they sort of imply that pre Doom there was an existence without him, but he's the one who's given the universe meaning and the world meaning, yeah. and that's why he's seen as God. Um, and everyone worships him, and even those like strange were like, I kind of remember a previous life, and I know we made a decision that led to this, but something in me is telling me to not go against Victor. Yeah. To not stop him. Because, of course, it is Victor's will that Strange be his right-hand man. So he's still his own person, but he's, like... It's like he's genetically built to not completely usurp God, because that's how God wills it. Yeah. Um, But he's also come up with contingencies, because he's got, like, a map of Battleworld. Like, he's tried to figure out how it should be. And he's got an Infinity Gauntlet just tucked away, mm-hmm. waiting to be used, and Black Panther uses it to help with the fight at the end, and it's like, that is great. Um, but, like, uh, so, yeah, going going back, it's just, it, I think I needed that build-up context for Yeah, it, definitely. It's, it's just it's... like, wow, this is horrid. And then to have the maker, the Reed Richards of the Ultimate Universe, who is a villain, also be in the story, for the first half of the book, I was like, you two are as bad as each other. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, that, again, you're, that's... You're it's... horrid. Uh, but then the maker gets fucked up by the Molecule Man, so... Yeah. Um, there is uh, Bye-bye, bad guy. Uh, it, it's, it, the thing with Secret Wars is, as much as it's an event on its own, it is absolutely a culmination. Again, I think it mm. was meant to be the end of his Avengers run, which they then were like, oh, no, we're going to make it a big event and use it uh, to reboot the universe. And also use it to basically shadow cancel the Fantastic Four for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they all retire, essentially. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, we're going to stop being superheroes. Really? Yeah. For a while. And it's like... Yeah. Well, ah! Johnny and Ben stick around, but <laughs> Sue Reed and, and the kids go off to... They, they basically go off to create and map the multiverse anew with and the Molecule Man. And stop advertising the Fantastic Four to the comic market so that yeah. Fox like, yeah. get less money, which is really just... Uh, I mean, we don't have to worry about that now, and Dan Slott's been doing Fantastic Four for like two years at this point yeah. as a whole and series. And it's great. It's great. And it's, and it's great that they're back, because they deserve to be back. They're amazing characters. But yes, yeah, so, so in this reality, Sue and Johnny's dad is who went with them, so he was... Whatever powers he got, he was also bombarded by the cosmic rays. Mm-hmm. The incursions go down, he dies, and... Victor Von Doom saves the rest of them. So Sue falls in love with him. And th- that's yeah. the thing as well. They they don't sort of... What I thought was kind of great was Doom's never been like, you know, all I want in this universe is Sue Storm to yeah, love that's, me. That's, that's Namor's thing. That's Namor's thing. Yeah. An early thing has been him sort of being like, you know, come to my side and like, why are you with Richards? He's an asshole. And this, that, and the other. And I kind of like that in this, though, that though she is his queen there isn't really a romantic relationship. There isn't a sexual relationship. Like she's, she's essentially his, she's, she, his, she is his right hand. She is his morals. Yeah. Um, she centers him 
Um, so it's like, okay, good, because I know obviously Doom is a villain and an evil bad guy in that, but it would have been just an extra step to, ooh, if it had been a bit rapey as well. Mm. I'm glad that that's not the case. It's more that she's like, you saved my family, um, I am going to marry you. It's a very fairy tale version of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they still have children, although they don't have children, as we realize, like Val and Franklin, they don't have them. Um, but as far as anyone knows, they're their kids. Um, because he also makes Ben into the shield, like yep. the wall separating them from the world of the dead and everything is Ben and Johnny is put into the sky and turned into the sun. Yep. Because people have vague memories of the sun and the warmth and the light that it gives. So he's like, right, well, that's what you can be then. You can be up there and be the sun. And and it's framed to Susan that they both did something wrong against the word of God, so that they they are not being punished, but they are being used to make the world a better place in the name of God. In the name, yeah. Of so it's extra satisfying later on when the rebellions begin and like the Annihilus faction and all this stuff starts to attack. <laughs> that that Ben basically just gets the fuck up. <laughs> Like just breaks out of the ground and then goes to fight a puppeteered Megazord Galactus. Um Got which, it. which is a lot of fun. Um the best thing about it though, the thing I really dug was the the dissection of Doom. Yeah. And and his character. Especially when Reed delivers some really big truths to him. Yeah. It's like so so as soon as Reed appears in the ship, Doom's reaction is like you fucking what, mate? It's like, <laughs> hang on. No, no, he should not be here. Part of me kind of expected he would show up at some point because that's something he always does it, the little bastard, but he shouldn't be here. He should be gone. Um, and Sue's like, hmm, that man, he's interesting. Do we know him? And Doom's like, no, 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 we don't. No, we do Definitely not know not. the man who was your husband and the father of your children in an alternate universe. No, 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 we don't know Reed Richards at all. La, da, da, da. We do I don't not even know speak his name. I'm just pulling a name out of my ass. Oh, Bead Bitchens. That's his name. Um, little Bead Bitchens. Um, so you've got all that. And it's when Reed finally confronts him at the end. And, and it's all hinging on like the Molecule Man's like, look, I've done this because it's saving everybody. But if someone's got a, if someone could do it better than Victor, then sure, I'll, you know what I mean? I'll relinquish it. I'll, I'll reset. Let's work together. But I can't change it. Like Victor did this. Strange facilitated it. I'm allowing it to continue because people are safe. If someone can think of a better way, great. And then Strange, uh, not Strange, Doctor Doom and Mr. Fantastic beat the shit out of each other in the Molecule Man's Void because doom's powers are lessened in there he's still like burning reed from the inside out at one point yeah like you know his powers are lessened so reed's like right boa constrictor mode and it's just holding him down and beating the piss out of him but it it's great because reed's essentially like think about it you are so you are so terrified of me and what me and my family are to you and can do to you that you've put Johnny up there, you made Ben into this, you've turned Susan into just a freaking royal vizier, like you've subdued everyone, you've turned Val into like your, you know, your your religious engineer, religious scientific engineer. Yep. Franklin's nothing more than a kid playing with a megazord. Like, if God is to be feared, and you have made yourself into basically me, you've replaced me in my family. I'm God. 
Like, you fear me more than anything. And Doom's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like, no! <laughs> shut up! Because he realises, like, yeah, Reed's dropping truth bombs. <laughs> like, yeah. Reed is absolutely dropping truth bombs. Doom is like, I am all things, but yeah, you're all things, but you're also pissed scared of Reed Richards. Oh, yeah. And you always have been. And it's, um, uh, again, it's, it's <laughs> as well as it being sort of a culmination of his, of his Avengers and New Avengers run, it's also a sequel to his Fantastic Four run. Yeah. Which is very yeah. much about Reed and Doom. You can feel it in the writing that, like, he's, he's reveling getting to write these guys again. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, oh, just if I could get hold of him, there's like, I never had, like, a finale. Like, not the way I wanted. Mm. Maybe, maybe this is it and this is it. And I, I love the idea of he's like, you're just you are just ashamed because you know I would do a better job at this than you. Yeah. And Doom just like quietly admits, he goes, yes, you would. But that doesn't mean I want, and that's when Molecule Man's like, oh, great, okay. And Doom's like, wait, no. And then click. <laughs> Everything <laughs> starts to change. And then we have the eight month skip. So, which means I can pick up my Spider-Man binge shortly with Worldwide. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it. And it, it, I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like the events. I don't. I don't. It's starting to make me revise whether or not any of them have ever been good. <laughs> it's there's something you have to think about. Like events, it, by their nature, can often be sort of compromised as stories. Um, Individual because, book events, I don't mind so much. Like yeah. I, I dig them because it's an exploration of what that title and what the supporting characters are. But I th- well, I think a lot of them suffer from originally being conceived as story arcs for their sort of home titles, which are then blown up by editorial into these huge things. I, that, that, yeah. I believe that was the case with Secret Wars. Um, it, w- it, and would it was have been, probably it would the case with It would have been an absolutely boss, like, Avengers yeah. event. But I, I think hinging the whole multiverse on it is a bit... Uh, okay, sure. Especially because after the fact... After the fact, it all gets reset anyway. It's just, oh, Ultimate doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just... And yet it's, Sp- it was... Spider-Man 2 ends with a flash that no, it still exists. Like, it's still yeah. out there. And it's like, oh! Although Bendis has, says, has said, nobody touch it. Leave it. Like, I put that in there as a, don't worry, people who genuinely love it. It still exists. But no one fucking touch it now. <laughs> Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just like, House of M was really cool. Um, Civil War was great, but like the more you get used to the style of Mark Millar, the more it falls apart when yeah. you kind of see that it's got one voice. Everyone has one voice in that book. Yeah. No I one's think, distinct. I think Bendis' run of events was pretty solid. <clears throat> you get yeah. Civil War into Secret Invasion. Um, Secret, yeah, no, Secret Invasion's boss. Yeah, okay. And yeah. then into Siege. And that's which great. Which sort of, oh. you know, sets this sort yeah. of thing for the heroic age which then bendis sort of like relinquishes and you get things like fear itself which is fine i'm not not fun yeah i'm not uh, fun fear itself at all and an avx which is fine yeah not big on that uh, one uh, <laughs> Ax- axis which is not great no no the only and thing then, i enjoyed from axis was the carnage mini series that came after it where he's like yeah i'm a, i'm a good guy now and he just kidnaps this woman and he's like how do I be a good guy? <laughs> like, can you help me figure it out? Mm-hmm. I know I want to do good, but I'm not entirely sure how. And she's just like, fucking get off me. <laughs> it feels like part five of a slasher film series. Where yeah. Like, We're leading into the comedy now. Um, that was kind of it. Oh, and I saw like the Hobgoblin mini where Roderick Kingsley's like, well, 
I used to sell bad guy identities to people, but now I'm suddenly feeling compelled to not do that, so I'm going to try and create some vigilantes. And you're like, um, is this any less dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> is this any less stupid? No, I think uh, I think they had some some. I think a lot of the time the better stuff that comes out of the events is the little spin-offs that can be fun, like because you get to do something weird for a, four or five issues. I mean, and then the, the original do, sin, the whole the the the, the truth bomb. Oh yeah, yeah. That led to some great ideas because suddenly everyone who was on who was at ground zero for that is a secret is revealed to them that was either original kept yeah. kept from them or is tied to them and they were unaware of. Mm. And that led to some cool shit. I mean, reading Amazing Spider-Man again, like Peter suddenly sees, hang on, the spider bit another person before it died. Wait, yep. what? And it leads into Silk and, and Spider-Verse. And, you know, so there's, eh, I don't know. Anyone who's a regular listener to this who's like, guys, wh- wh- where should I jump in? I want to start comics, but where should I jump in? Don't jump no, in. No, don't with, jump in with Secret with, Wars. With Secret Wars. No. Or God, Fear no. Itself or Original Sin no. or EVX. Like, avoid like the plague. Um, but don't yeah. do that. That's a bad idea. Do you know what isn't a bad idea? What's that? Planning for the future. Because while we've been, you know, quarantined and tiered and everything, um, we've been very fortunate in this day and age to have distractions around us. Yeah. Like, imagine if this had happened in the, you know, the 60s or the 70s. You know, I mean, imagine if this had happened, mm. even in the early 2000s, we'd all, we'd have burnt through all of our VHS tapes and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's only so much battery a Tamagotchi can can survive on. Um, we have been so, when people were like, oh God, I can't believe I'm stuck at home. It's like, yeah, it genuinely sucks. But you also have the internet you have a streaming service or three at your disposal at any given time. You've got a games console. You can read any book you want to buy on a bloody Kindle. Like you, you, There's so much you can do. Mm. Like It sucks to be thingy, and yes, we all want to get out, but you are able to take care of yourself like in a way that you couldn't... I mean, five years ago, you couldn't do half the stuff we're doing now to no. keep, keep yourself occupied. <clears throat> so, as we're seeing sort of the light at the end of the tunnel... Um, a little more with everyone's vaccinations and and uh, you know either having happened or halfway through or um, my case like can I have an envelope through the the post at some point or a text please any news would be nice yeah you'll get a text um, mate don't worry <laughs> and with Marvel queuing up that trailer and be like hey come on back to the cinema it's nearly time and me being like probably gonna stream Black Widow at home but I, I should hopefully see you for Shang Chi um like. It got me thinking about places I really want to go once, mm. once we're able to, you know, be a bit more freewheeling. I mean, for starters, I want to pop around to yours. I want to go to my brother's. I want to see, like, all my family and friends in the vicinity and actually, you know, see yeah, that I'm, that I'm looking forward to. Beyond that, like, I want to I want to go to town. I want to eat a burger in a restaurant I like. I want to... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I want to... Yeah. I wanna, I want to eventually go to a gig, but I'm waiting for them to figure out how to do that the right way. Like, there's, there's, you know, honestly, I think like by that. the time, by the time they come round, uh, again, I honestly think that we will, it will be safe to go. But the movie trailer for Marvel and other stuff has also got me uh, thinking, f- wistfully and facetiously. Fasuishuously, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
and May the 4th being yesterday. Happy May the 4th yesterday, by the way. I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone posting all their posts of these far-off worlds and clips and thingies. What I want to know is, if you, post-quarantine, mm. could visit any fictional location, any fictional location, television, film, the written word, um, where would you want to go to celebrate your, your, your post-quarantine? Ooh. And for why? Because uh, top of my top of my list, probably like absolute tippity top of my list. Again, fictional locations, folks, is the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to Wakanda, mate. Well, like, why not? If I went into lockdown immediately after that, for whatever reason, like if the world went back into a lockdown, I want to at least be like, do you know what? I got to I got to sit in a flying taxi ship that flew through skyscrapers in the middle of a giant rainforest area like in in Africa mm-hmm. whilst looking over the most coolest technology in the freaking world. I want to go to that marketplace that you see the street that you see in the film that T'Challa and Nakia are walking around. It literally <laughs> just looks like the happiest goddamn place ever. Yeah, I could, sm- I could smell the cooking. Yeah, while watching it recently, I was just like, I can smell it, which is worrying because like it's just on the TV. Is something on fire? Probably. Um, most things, but Wakanda be Wakanda be at the top of my list currently. I I wanna I wanna go to Wakanda. I just wanna I wanna be there, Matt. I wanna be where Black Panther is. I'd I like to see the Dora Milaje. Something, some, something. They were both owned by Disney, so sing. I'd like to visit Middle Earth. For realsies. I'd like to have a mug of beer on a nice sunny afternoon in a lovely little cozy pub in Hobbiton. Oh, I would like to. There, go. there it is. I would like to walk the grassy plains of Rohan and see horses. Galloping in the distance, I want to. I want to climb the rocky trails of the mountains. <laughs> you want to. You want to run in a group of three, and every now and again, just get a little further behind the other two people in your party. Yeah. But when we look back at you, you'll somehow be right next to them again, and then get a little bit further away, and then we'll yeah. look away from you and be. Right- I want to force perspective. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing in the two towers. I just give me like lagging behind, and then in the next shot, he's right next to him and he lags behind. It's like continuity, guys. Come on. Well, you know, he gets closer, then he backs it's, it's, off, and he gets hard, closer, then he backs off. It's harder to get like reshoots sorted really quickly in a helicopter, though. To be fair, they well, run for three days straight, Christopher. <laughs> Even the trees walked in those fucking movies. I want to. I want to. I want to <laughs> visit the forest of Fangorn. Oh, oh yeah. All right, and, uh, dirty the boy. Evil. The, the not the evil, but the old trees. The old <laughs> musty trees. Yeah. If you go to a pub in Hobbiton, they're they're gonna have to comply with um with uh, the 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 pandemic post pandemic rules because they're definitely gonna need an outside seating area for you to be able to drink at the pub in Hobbiton. Nah, mate. New Zealand, <laughs> innit? No, it's no, it's Hobbiton. Uh, it's Hobbiton, a fictional land. If it was New Zealand, I mean, let's be honest. If it wasn't, it wasn't places from film and TV. We'd all just go to New Zealand. Yeah, but yeah. we'd undergo intense screening before we got there, so we didn't fuck it up for them. Yes. Um. But yeah, no Hobbiton. They're gonna have to get outside seating because, like, you are not fitting in that Hobbit pub. No, <laughs> not without being uncomfortable. You'd be surprised. 
Ah, a forced perspective pint. Mm. <laughs> or as the New Zealanders call it, a Foster's perspective pint. They don't. Um, <clears throat> Get it's out. Not even an, it's not even an Australian beer. It just had a strong ad campaign. Australia denounces Foster's. Get out. <clears throat> of where? I, I denounce, can't go anywhere. I, I denounce Foster's. Dirty boy. Dirty, dirty boy, boy. What are you like? Um, I'm like a reader of emails. <gasps> well, speaking of emails, I want to hear uh, for next week. Here be the job for you all. Bigdamncontact yes. at gmail.com. I want to know what fictional location you would love to visit post-pandemic. And why? I want to know what you're going to get up to. What indulgences you're going to revel in. This be something I must know. Because if I ain't going anywhere straight away... I want to live vicariously, vicariously through somebody saying that they want to go to like the Smurf Village or some shit. Mm. So big down contact at gmail.com. Where do you want to visit post-pandemic? In a fictional world! Yes. And for why. Who have we got this week? Who's emailed in with their little pause? This one comes in from James. Hey, James. And sharing some thoughts with us on Falcon. And the Winter Soldier. He says, Chris and Matt. Hey, James. Hello. Well done. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is over. Captain America and the Winter Soldier has begun. Maybe. This show was a ride. It had highs and lows. It had good and bad and was sometimes a little ugly. Well, maybe not bad, but certainly muddy in places. I'm looking at you, stuff to do with the Flag Smashers. Don't think I forgot you, Zemo, only putting on his mask once. (laughs) What was good, eh? Uh, This show had some great action, but also some really great moments to pause and talk that you wouldn't necessarily get in a film. The show had Zemo and it had Zemo in spades. Plus Zemo had an Alfred. What more could you want? Uh, The show (laughs) gave us a... (laughs) Exactly. The show gave us Isaiah Bradley and his grandson, who I'm sure will be popping up again sometime in the future. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if they're teeing it up for later on. They like to hedge their bets. Um, The show had some of the best costumes in the MCU. The two best both belonging to Sam. Phase 4's doing well in that department. The show had Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, Captain America. The rest of the cast were just as magnificent. Um, one thing that has struck me both here and in WandaVision is how spectacular the music is. Something I don't think people spoke enough about with the previous show. Wanda's theme has quickly become one of my favourite MCU pieces and I really hope Danny Elfman and future MCU composers aren't too stubborn to use it. The show has been benefited greatly from having Henry Jackman on board after he turns on Winter Soldier and Endgame as it manages to create and develop so many leitmotifs from those films, creating a fantastic theme for Sam in Louisiana Hero. Let themes live in other movies, Marvel, please! I agree. Yeah, through lines, we need them. It's nice. Mm. like Especially when they use the Avengers one for emotional effects in the other films. It's always yeah. a nice sort of like, yeah, it gives you the feeling of like, oh, yes, the togetherness, the teamwork. Remember those times we all went through? It's like, let's have the themes carry through. I was so annoyed that Spidey's theme in Homecoming barely resurfaced in Far From Home. Yeah, the, the Michael Giacchino the bum 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 bum, like it rarely came back up, and I was like, "Oh, that's a shame," because it's a great theme for it. It is a great little theme. Yeah. Um, James goes on to say, "I'm looking forward to Sharon's next dirty deal, possibly in <laughs> Armor Wars." 
Uh, I it like makes the sense. It makes it sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I like the idea that people are floated about. I'm most certainly looking forward to Cap 4. I hope they don't break up the Dream Team. I will be sad, though, if Cap 4 means no Season 2 or Season 1 of Captain America and the Winter Soldier, as I've loved tuning in to see these two guys getting up to shenanigans every week. Keep going. Keep on going, boys. You're nearly there. <laughs> from, a, from a human with a metal arm. That's awesome, dude. I mean, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Ah, oh, bless your eyes and bless your neck. Um, I too enjoyed Falcon with the Soldier. This is that, that's my that's my lock screen, uh, my home screen on my phone. Uh, make you got a bit of uh, Falcony Falcon Falcon. Oh, very fancy, um, very fancy. And, that, and that's my wallpaper on my, on my lock screen. Yes. Bit of, bit of Sam Wilson flying his ass around the universe, getting up to shenanigans and dreams. Shenanigans. The music was wonderful, and I, I agree. Like the motifs carrying on through would be nice, but yeah, definitely the ones in One Division left an impact. Yeah. And that was some. I was a bit miffed about. I watched um, Marvel Studios assembled uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier the other day. The, the the behind the scenes series yeah which is great i love that disney plus is like on everything they've got there's like here's some extras even if it's just like the trailer here's some yeah. extras and oh dvd bonus features screw that we're gonna give you like an hour-long documentary on the service that you can watch and just enjoy um <clears throat> and the falcon the winter soldier one was great but it, it didn't touch on the music like ever no um people forget about the music man especially in tv and he comes from down your way. Uh, he can play. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and I also hate you, the audience. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst segue for analytics ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with us, of course, with your with your fictional places to visit after lockdown and, uh, well, any, any other missives that you might have that we deem to be worthy to be read on the air. Um, then you if they're get palatable us, for the ears, then yeah. they're likely to be read out. <laughs> uh, get us on bigdamncontact at gmail.com or tweet us at bigdamncast on the Twitters. Uh, come and watch a stream at twitch.tv forward slash bigdamnstream. And if you do have a bit of cash and you want to throw it our way to help us keep doing this fucking nonsense, <laughs> then you can do that at patreon.com forward slash big. <laughs> Damn cast. Christopher. Matstifer. Let's go. Where? We can't go anywhere. Let's go. Fly a kite? And then we can't fly kites. We can't we can't be together. No, I guess we can. Outdoors. At a distance of two meters. We'll just have a very long very long cord. We could fly kites. Like really long cords with messages on for each other and we've probably got to see it through an where we are. That's way too complicated. Bye! Just you don't. Neither do I.